Hey guys, welcome back to the Authentic Uma podcast. This is Rafiq Tataria here. And in today's podcast, I want to talk about how was the Quran revealed? Now, I certainly know that this question was one of the first um, things which I was doing research upon. And um, it really struck me finding out the answer. And it was so exciting because this was at the... Um, in the beginning of when I was doing all my research. So if you guys don't know about me, I had kind of a rough um, madrasa childhood. Okay, but my childhood was great. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah. But in terms of learning Islam and learning um, about religion, um, it was not the best situation I was in. I was just like any other regular student um, in my town here, in this community, in this small community here. And what we had, what would happen was that I would go come home from school and then have lunch and eat lunch and then get ready for madrasa. Now madrasa would be held in the afternoon hours until 5 p.m. Okay, and so I remember that there was this one day I was telling myself, you know, today I don't want to go to madrasa. I just don't want to go there. I don't know why, but there's just this feeling that if I go to madrasa, I don't feel good. I feel that there's this huge mountain on my shoulders, right? This kind of huge boulder being put on me because I just didn't like the ambience I was in. You know, sure, you've got the molanas, I've got some friends there, but I just didn't like the overall um, environment I was in you know i was supposedly meant to be learning about religion and islam but then little did i know you know a few a few years down the lane after um after leaving madras and dropping out of it little did i know that what i was being taught back then actually wasn't really um the true version of islam it wasn't uh, the true version of Islam. And so what is the true version of Islam? Well, the true version of Islam is submitting your will to Almighty God. And I wasn't even taught this at Madrasa. I wasn't even taught what Islam meant, what it meant, what the word Muslim meant, right? Uh, not knowing that these are just Arabic terms. They don't, they are not English words. So for example, the word Islam, it's not an English word. The origin of the word Islam, it's an Arabic word. Okay, Islam in short means peace acquired by submitting your will to Almighty God. Okay, that's the meaning in English. Okay, it doesn't, the, the word Islam is absolutely not an English word. It's an Arabic word and I find that whenever we use the word Islam, um, there is this kind of negative connotation behind it and it sometimes it may not even be negative. But the point to note is that it's not appropriate to to call the religion of Islam as Islam in English. Okay, the correct way to call the religion is to submit your will to Almighty God. That is the correct definition of the word Islam. So coming back to my time at Madrasa and how it was, now I was just a 10 year old boy, maybe 9, 8, somewhere around that age. And you know, the days which I was going to Madrasa, certainly the last days, you know, they, they felt the worst days. And, uh, you know, it was uh, bad for me as well because I had a problem um, with with the Molanas, with the teachers. And we called them Molanas. And little did I know that um, Molana just means a teacher. It just means someone who, um, like a university teacher or a teacher at school, right? It's nothing special. You know, whenever we'd go to Madrasa, we thought, I thought that this, this word Molana was such a special word and it would only be used to describe uh, people who teach at the madrasa. But little did I know that it only means a teacher. 
So in those last few days I was going to madrasa, you know, it was really bad. I would actually skip a lot of days. I would literally um, hide myself. So I remember this one time I would hide under the table and then my mom would come in the room looking for me because, you know, it was time to go to madrasa and uh, she came around looking and like I was only like two meters away from her and I'm hiding under the table and she can't see me. She's calling my name and I'm like, I hope she doesn't spot me, right? That's the state I was in. I didn't want to go to this place called Madrasa to learn about Islam, right? That's what I was in. I remember I used to be hit, like literally, um, you know, in the community I'm in, it's not seen as a good thing to do to drop out of Madrasa because generally speaking in this community here, as a rule of thumb, everybody has to finish reading the Quran. Now, I agree with that to some extent, but the point uh, which they say is that it should be read in the Arabic language at least once in your life. And I was just this kid. Once I dropped out of Madrasa, I had that belief within me. And it was kind of planted into me by my parents, by the Molanas at the Madrasa, right? It was planted into me. And I thought that because I didn't finish the Madrasa, I didn't finish the entire Quran reading in Arabic. I thought to myself, I am a terrible human being. Because in my mind, Islam was the religion, right? Because that's what everybody is telling me, not knowing um, the reasoning behind it. Right. So I, in my mind, I was like, everybody says that um, Islam is the religion, right? It's the best religion. But then so because I have got that in my head, not knowing the reasoning behind it, I'm like, you know, talking down upon myself. I'm telling myself I am a terrible, terrible human being and I'm, I'm not a good Muslim at all. Right. So after a few years, I kind of got into the habit um, of researching more and knowing more about my religion and, and kind of doing more research and, you know, studying, reading books, reading articles. My main method of how I learned, um, you know, what I know today is through a website called islamqa.info. It's a super cool website and I strongly suggest uh, that you guys go to that website to, you know, learn about Islam and get all your questions answered on Islam. Now that's obviously once you've read the Quran, okay? The first step for anything is you need to um, understand the concept of God and establish uh, what we need to do to find that word of God. And in Islam, that is considered to be the Quran. And the Quran just means a recitation, okay? Some people don't know that. The word Quran just means a recitation, okay? So um, yeah, moving into uh, you know, how was the Quran revealed? So the first thing I want to address is why was the Quran uh, revealed kind of in pieces? And what proof do we have that this Quran, this book claiming to be from Almighty God, is a book that was revealed in, in you know, in little chunks? So the first place where we go to is literally in the Quran, Allah says himself um, in a couple of places, uh, that uh, the Quran is reve was revealed in stages. So before I move into the Quranic verses, I want to talk about a couple of stories which are there with regards to um, the revelation of the Quran. So the first thing is, uh, the first story is the slandering of um, the wife's prophet, peace be upon him, whose name was um, whose name is Aisha. May Allah be pleased with her. We know that Aisha is one of the most beloved wives of the prophet, uh, peace be upon him. And so there's a kind of a story um, about her, which kind of proves the point that the Quran was revealed in stages. Okay, so if you guys don't know the story of Aisha, 
let me quickly just uh, go over it. So there was a group of people, you could call them evil people, who kind of made up a story uh, that uh, the wife's, uh, the prophet's wife, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, had committed adultery, all right? An, a shameful act, okay? And so um, the prophet, peace be upon him, was, was wondering himself, you know, his wife, his most beloved wife, is being accused of doing such a bad deed, such a... Um, such a deed which is not seen to be honorable at all, right? Now, this is just accusation, right? It's just uh, they're pointing fingers. No one knows for sure. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, is in this state where he's uh, wondering, okay, what's happening now? What should I do? So he, he's patient, and then eventually the revelation comes down um, from Allah to the Prophet, peace be upon him, which talks about uh, Aisha's position. May Allah be pleased with her. And this is revealed in Surah An-Nur, chapter number 24, verse number 11. And in this verse, this is a translation by Yusuf Ali. Uh, it says, Those who brought forward the lie are a body among yourselves. Think it not to be an evil to you. On the contrary, it is good for you. To every man among them will come the punishment of the sin that he earned. And to him who took on himself the lead among them, will be a penalty grievous so this this um this verse here is is talking about uh, the story of aisha may allah be pleased with her and uh, basically what happened was they were spreading rumors about her uh, that she had done something um, you know bad some something which is not honorable and so because of that um, the prophet peace be upon him he's a bit uh, hesitant as to what's happening now right and then the revelation comes in so that just goes to prove uh, that the quran was kind of revealed in stages okay as in when almighty god thought it it being appropriate to send the revelation he sent it okay it's according to his will and um, you know his wisdom so another story is the blind man named Ibn Umm Maktoum. And basically he was a blind man. And while the Prophet, peace be upon him, was talking to some leaders of the Quraysh. Um, you know, the Quraysh is a... Um, they were kind of the group of people um, who was the main tribe in Mecca at the time. Okay, and so um, he, the, the Prophet, peace be upon him, was talking to... Um, some people of Quraysh and he was talking to them with the hope that he would try and convince them to become Muslim and to accept Islam. And so what happened was that during that conversation, um, a man interrupts the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he's basically asking the Prophet, peace be upon him, for some guidance on whatever issue he had. Okay, and so uh, this is in Surah Abasa, chapter number 80. Um, in this uh, chapter, the first few verses kind of talk about this man. And it says that the Prophet, peace be upon him, had turned away from this man. Um, and then it talks about how uh, the... Um, the blind man could have benefited from the advice which the Prophet would have given him, right? And so that's another point, uh, another story, which um, further goes on to make the point that uh, uh, the Quran was revealed indeed in stages. Now, another question one may ask is, why wasn't it revealed all at once? And Allah replies to this in the Quran, in Surah Al-Furqan, chapter number 25, verse number 32. 
It says, those who reject faith say, why is not the Quran revealed to him all at once? Thus is it revealed that we may strengthen thy heart thereby, and we have rehearsed it to thee in slow, well-arranged stages gradually. And then there's a bit of commentary on this verse. Uh, this commentary is by Sheikh Abdurrahman As-Saidi. May Allah have mercy on him. This is from his book, Tafsir As-Saidi. And um, he says, That is because every time something of the Quran was revealed to him, it increased him in certainty and steadfastness, especially when there was cause for anxiety. The fact that the Quran was revealed when new developments occurred meant that it had greater impact and was more reassuring to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and that was more effective than if it had been revealed before that, then was remembered when the new developments occurred. And we have revealed it to you gradually in stages, means we revealed it slowly and sent it gradually. All of this indicates that Allah was taking care of his book, the Quran, and his messenger, peace be upon him, as he sent down his book in accordance with the situations faced by the messenger and as needed to address unfolding issues. And that's from, once again, his book, Tafsir As-Saidi, may Allah have mercy on him. Now there is another verse which talks about, um, again, how the fact that uh, the Quran was revealed in stages and why it wasn't uh, revealed all at once. So it's mentioned in Surah Al-Isra, chapter number 17, verse number 106. It says, It is a Quran which we have divided into parts from time to time in order that thou mightest recite it to men at intervals. We have revealed it by stages. And then going back to Sheikh Abdurrahman As-Saidi's commentary, he says, At intervals means at an easy pace so that they might ponder it and think about its meanings and derived knowledge from it and derive knowledge from it. And we have revealed it by stages means bit by bit, piecemeal over 23 years. End quote from Tafsir As-Saidi. So guys, you can see from that that the Quran uh, was revealed over 23 years in stages. And the reason for that was, um, you know, so that it could answer questions as they came up to the Prophet, peace be upon him. And it wasn't revealed all in one go. Now, the next question you could be asking is, who had done, who had got the message to the Prophet? Who had got the Quran to the Prophet, peace be upon him? And the answer to that is, Almighty God has got specific angels with specific duties and the angel responsible for delivering the revelation to humankind, to messengers, to prophets was um, Angel Jibrail, um, Angel Jibril, okay, and um, that was his job. His job uh, as an angel was to get the message, uh, kind of uh, be the uh, middleman between Almighty God and uh, the prophets. Now, another thing which is a bit of a misconception um, or kind of people might say it's a contradiction is that was the Quran revealed all at once on the night of Qadr? As Allah says in um, Suratul Laylatul Qadr, uh, that Qadr, which means indeed we have revealed this book on the night of decree, on the night of Qadr, right? On the night of power. 
And so some people have the misconception that this means that the Quran was revealed in one go. But actually that's not the case. The Quran was revealed to the Prophet, peace be upon him, over a period of around 23 years. And as we've just gone through just now, um, it was revealed in stages, okay? Um, as in when it was required and as in when God thought that it was time to send a revelation, he did that, you know, as was appropriate at the time. So then one may ask, what does this verse mean in Surah Laylatul Qadr, in Surah Qadr, right? What does it mean? And what we have to do is cross-reference it to Suratul Buruj. And Suratul Buruj, in the last verse, I believe, it says that it talks about the Lohem Mahfuz. And the Lohem Mahfuz is the preserved tablet. And that is in the lowest heaven. Okay, so the idea is that the on the night of power, the Qur'an was revealed from Allah to the lowest heaven, the Lohem Mahfuz, and then from that it was revealed uh, to the Prophet, peace be upon him, over a period of 23 years. That's kind of the understanding of um, revelation and how it was revealed and the period it was revealed at and stuff like that. So I hope you guys have got tremendous value from this podcast episode and I hope that's clear kind of clearing your mind of whatever misconceptions you had uh, about how the Quran was revealed and um, inshallah I'll speak with you guys in tomorrow's episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.